We hear from so many couples walking through a betrayal of some type, and if we're honest, probably every marriage has experienced some type of betrayal or broken trust. The question that we often get is, will I ever be able to trust again? So stay tuned as we discuss some practical starting points for rebuilding trust in your marriage. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are glad to be back here with you. This is certainly a time of the week that we look forward to really all week. We get one done and we have it posted all week and then we're just ready for more. Ready to do it again. Yeah, and so um, we've been traveling a little bit this weekend and honestly, I've just been excited about getting back and talking with you and talking to our listeners and you know, it's it's cool when you travel an hour and a half from home and mm-hmm. somebody comes up to you and says, we love listening to your podcast. Yes. And that was the first time I've seen her since second grade. Her, Not your second grade. No. Her, her second. When she was in second grade, I taught her my very first year of teaching school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a, that was 24 years ago. Did you have to no, say No, but that? I just think that's so cool that to, you, yeah. we have not, you haven't seen her in 24 years. Yeah. She saw the name on uh-huh. Logan's backpack. Yes. And, and was like, yeah. And hey, knew we were a soccer family. And stopped and, and talked Clinton. to us. And then mm-hmm. as we were about to leave, she I mean, I so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Talking. We had no idea she even, I mean. Mm-mm. Yep. Hadn't seen her in 24 and years. she was so encouraging, and she got a little teary-eyed, and I got a little teary-eyed, and it was just it's sweet awesome. to just, you never know who's listening and what it means to them. Yeah, and that's why I really look forward to getting on here every week and talking. I think it's great because we enjoy the time of just chatting together, because mm-hmm. it does help us, but just knowing that... We are making a difference, and I love when people tell us that. Um, You know, we always do, in the podcast world, it's called a call to action, and they really um, encourage you to only do one call to action every week. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a call to action, and the call to action is this, because this is like so simple. But if you're listening to this, particularly on Apple Podcasts, because Mm -hmm. I think somewhere around 45 to 50% of the people that listen to our podcast listen on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Is if that li- the purple one? Yeah. Okay. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I want to encourage you to hit the rate button. Right now. Yeah, just hit the rate button. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is, I mean, we've said this before, it's not because we need to be patted on the back mm-hmm. to see five stars, but it really does help to get the podcast in front of more people. So, um, so that's it. That's the call to action for, for this week. Um, I think that would be really cool because it literally takes no time to do it. And And you know, something else that hit me today too, is that sometimes we do podcast on specific topics and 
the enemy makes us believe that we're not talking to a lot of people. It's like people are going to be like, oh, I'm not listening to this one. This doesn't apply to me. But even like, even if we did a podcast for one person that changed the trajectory of their marriage, it's worth it. And for us to get two to three messages in a week that says, that podcast was, was for, for me. me. Yep. Then we know that we that God is using it. Mm-hmm. And it may not be to the same person every single week, but but that our messages, that his messages, he's using us as a vessel yep. to get his message across to marriages everywhere. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, if if you are encouraged by our podcast, then hit that rate. And I know Spotify does that now, too. You can actually rate us straight from our website, too, uh, which our website is theredeemedmarriage.com. Okay, enough of that. I know that that's not why you you chose to listen today. You chose to listen today because you want to hear whatever it is that our topic is. And I've actually already done an intro, so now you know what our topic is, and so we're going to jump right into it. But we've done this... Um, this survey um, is still up, so people can still be involved in the survey. We still are getting people that are, um, you know, responding to that. But so many of the people that we uh, get some comments from and get suggestions, it has to do with a betrayal. Mm-hmm. And that's a very obvious thing that people are going to come to us because of that. Because our story, and again, we're not, we're not, we don't necessarily have to say this every single mm-hmm. week, but we know that they're brand new listeners every single week. So we want you uh, to understand that where we're coming from, people come to us to talk about betrayal and ask about betrayal because it was 11 years ago, 2000, almost 11 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, when Heather confessed to being unfaithful in our marriage. And so we obviously had to start this journey of betrayal and rebuilding trust after betrayal and then just the the long road to getting a healthy marriage again. And so I know a lot of people that listen to us, they listen because they want to hear how did we do it. And so a lot of times we get, you know, even from the survey, there were so many that said they want to know how to rebuild trust again. Right. And so I started thinking just about, you know, people come to us because of our story of betrayal, but marriages, I mean, there can be just countless ways that you can betray your spouse and break trust. I mean, and I think we've run through some of them before, but I mean, I think of this, I think of so many different ones. I mean, obviously the affair is a big one, um, but pornography is huge. Uh, There's also addictions, um, whether that's substance abuse or something else that, that a spouse may be addicted to. Um, financial infidelity, mm-hmm. or, you know, where you're lying about your finances or what you're spending money on, or you don't tell your spouse you're spending money on something, just general lying, like mm-hmm. saying you're doing one thing, but doing something else or saying you're going to be somewhere and, and then you end up going somewhere else. I mean, I don't know where you, can you think of any others? I mean, again, somebody's listening out there and they're going, they didn't even touch on mine. Yeah, that's right. But, but anything that you put above your relationship with your spouse is is I mean like when you have an addiction that's more important than your relationship you're you're betraying your relationship for that addiction um the financial the um even lying you know you're putting self Mm -hmm. above 
um, your marriage relationship. Yeah. So, and it, and it breaks trust because the one person you thought you could depend on is choosing something else over you. Yeah. And so obviously for us, we can speak directly to the topic of betrayal when it comes to infidelity and an affair. There's all these other things that, I mean, we're not experts on those things. Sure. Not necessarily expert on this. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, this is a way, I, I look at it this way a lot of times when, when I say, you know, you can, you can get inv- advice from anybody. But I love what Dave Ramsey says when he says, you know, don't go to a broke person for financial advice. Right. You know, go to, the, go to the person. Same thing with like, um, you know, if you've got a trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's helping you work out. You want sure. the trainer that has a six pack of abs. Right. You don't want the one mm-hmm. with the big fat belly. Mm-hmm. You know, why that's would right. you listen to that person? But in the same way, you might also get, have two different trainers that look fantastic and they may have two different methods sure. and that's okay. But what I'm saying is, you know that you can come and listen to us because we have a story. And our story is one that we made it through a betrayal. Mm-hmm. We learned to rebuild trust and to trust again. And we're a story of hope. That's now, right. we're not the perfect answer. We mm-hmm. didn't have the perfect set of plans. But mm-hmm. we are, you know, kind of like what, again, Dave Ramsey, don't go to a, don't go to a broke person for financial advice. Well, Excuse the same me, way. your Dave Ramsey obsession is showing. <sighs> he needs to just sponsor <laughs> us and then we'd be, anyway. Um, so, uh, so we're going to jump into this and we're going to talk about what do you do? How do you, um, how do you start to rebuild trust when betrayal has been broken? And the first thing we've actually mentioned this uh, because we did a whole episode on it. You have, there has to be a confession. Sure. So we're going to move past that because we talked about that in length. If you want to go back season two, look up the confession. Mm -hmm. That episode is great. And it talks about Heather's confession to me and just the details behind that. But that's the first step. I mean, there has to be. And that can be confession like you just confess or it can be I got caught, then I confessed. So that covers both of those to go back and listen to those. Yeah. And so that's the that's the first thing. So we're going to blow on past that a little bit. And we're just I'm going to we're going to give two real practical, real things that you I mean, have to to, in order to start rebuilding trust, these two things have to happen. Right. Now, there's a whole lot more sure. to rebuilding trust, and we can go on and on. In fact, our kid from the back seat of the car today, he said, why don't y'all do a three-week series? series? And I was like, okay, <laughs> genius. But that's probably, I mean, there are so many little things that we just need to attack along the way. So this right. is just the tip of the iceberg. That's right. The tip of the iceberg, these two things are what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss two S's. Stop and sever. Okay, those are the two things. So here we go. We're going to talk about stop. So if there is some sort of a betrayal, of tr- some sort of break of trust, betrayal, the first thing is to stop doing it. And Sounds that, pretty simple, that's what right? Say. That seems so obvious, but it's not. No, it's not. I think about... <laughs> You remember the old movie, Liar, Liar? I can't do this quote because there is a curse word at the end, and I don't want anybody to get mad. But in the movie, Liar, Liar, uh, Jim Carrey, he is, his, uh, son, his son said, does a, blows out the candle at his Halloween, uh, not his Halloween, his birthday party, Halloween party, his birthday party, and he says, 
I wish for my birthday that my dad would never be able to lie. Mm-hmm. And he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he goes through this period of time where he literally cannot tell a lie. And somebody asks a question, and his response is basically, Stop breaking the law! <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's how that's how I feel right. about Just betrayal. Stop. Just stop yeah. doing uh-huh. it. But it's not that easy. Addictions are... Are, are real yes and and that's hard yep and mm-hmm. I mean there's a a lot of this that we're talking about is is hard but there has to be a stopping point so I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this to you real quick and dive into this a little bit because what do you do if there's an extramarital relationship going on how do you stop it like there has to be an actual stopping of that right so right. somebody's out there listening and maybe they don't know how to stop it or maybe they think they've stopped it. What do you what what do they need to do? Well, I think that in my case I got caught. So there was there was an easier it wasn't easier on you, but for me it was like I got caught. It's out in the open now. I have to stop. But there also was a point of I'm fixing to lose everything that I said if I'm going to lose my kids if I don't stop. Like there, there, there was almost had to be a motivation for that to happen. Mm-hmm. The thought of losing something um, is always a good one. I mean, like I've been following a friend who's a year um, sober. And to read her post, like she... It was the fear of losing her family mm-hmm. and her life that made her get to the point. Like, it's almost to where you have to get to the very bottom of yourself yeah. before you're like, okay, something has to change. And if you're going along and nobody knows or you're keeping it secret and, you know, even our um, our counselor said, you know, you think about addicts um, and we've had people in our community that steal from their parents or from their spouse or, um, you know, they'll do anything to get a hit. And that's, you know, it's that same, he even said, it's that same part of your brain when you're having an affair that you'll do anything. Like it's just that part where it's an, where it's an addiction that you have to have it. And so to be able to say, I'm fixing to lose my life if I don't do this, everything that I've worked for and, you know, strived for, it's, I'm fixing to lose it all, um, is where I had to get just to the absolute bottom of myself. So I know that nobody wants to think like this because like, this is painful and it's, and in some ways it's embarrassing, but when there's an, when there is a relationship, like there has to be a breakup. Sure. Like that's, it's weird to say that because you're married, Mm -hmm. but, but like how, I mean, there has to be a, this is stopping. Sure. And like, so how do you communicate that? Like, what do you say those words? Yeah. It is, this is not going to happen again and do not contact me. Do not, you know, any of the things that I'm sure we're fixing to talk about in a little while, but it has to be, it can't just be, oh, you know, we got caught. So surely they know. No, it has to be spoken. This is over. This is, the line has been drawn. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people 
you know, either they get caught or they just are convicted in such a way where they're like, I, I can't do this anymore, yeah. but they don't really end it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, and I'm not saying just, I mean, that's, that can go for an affair, but it can also go for pornography right. or, I mean, at some point there, there has to be like a decision, that's like right. a, like a line drawn in the sand yeah. that says, this is it. And, and that's what I was fixing to draw. Um, I mean, draw, say about drawing the line. That is one of my favorite, of course, it's one of my favorite, but my favorite stories in scripture when the lady is caught in adultery. And, and, and I've heard so many messages on this. And one of my favorite parts is probably the men that were standing around her holding stones to, to stone her. They were probably the very men that she had been with, you know, I mean, it's not just, righteous people that were standing there. Like people were standing there to stone her to death because that was the penalty for adultery um, was to be stoned to death. And Jesus, of course, says, um, they're like, what should we do with her? And he throws it back at them and says, you know, those of you who have not sinned, cast the first stone. And of course, they all drop their stones and, and walk away. And that's what most messages are on, but my favorite part is when Jesus kneels down in front of her. And I think he kneels down to make eye contact with her because you know her eyes are downcast. You know she's ashamed and she was probably naked and she was embarrassed. And he, and he squatted down, knelt down. I don't think it's squatted in the Bible. <laughs> probably not. But he knelt down and he drew a line in the sand. He drew in the sand. He drew. Yeah, he drew in the sand. Not real sure what uh, it, he drew. Okay. In my in that's, my experience. You can interpret it. That's right. I can't. And so I shouldn't say he drew a line in the sand, but it does say he drew in the sand. And my very personal experience was this is the line. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think, oh, it had to be some sort of line or words that talked about a line is because he said to her after that, Go, you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. It's not you're forgiven. Now, you know, just look at a few pornographic sites a week. Or, you know, just keep texting him. Just don't have a, you know, physical affair. Or just, you know, one sip of beer. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't say that. It says go and sin no more. And so that has to be the line. That has to be. And, you know, I, I just, I I can just almost see the person who's driving or sitting in their car and thinking, I, I can't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't get to where I say it's over. I'm not, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to tell anybody because then I'm going to be held accountable. I'm not, I don't want to give up alcohol. I don't want to quit looking at those things. How do I get there? Maybe the fear of losing your family is not enough. You know, what do you do then? And so to me, I am like, you, you close your eyes, you take a breath and you set and you ask yourself, where are my eyes? Hmm. And your eyes, if you don't want to give it up, your eyes are on you. Yeah. You're the only person you care about. Mm -hmm. You care about how you feel while watching porn, while drinking, while drugging, while, having your affair. Your eyes are on you. Now put your eyes somewhere else. How is this affecting your family? How is this affecting the whole family tree? 
that you are a part of, mm. your kids, your kids' relationships. You know, you could even think, oh, well, my kids are going to have, um, maybe they'll have a great marriage. They have no example of that. And so for you to be able to take your eyes off of yourself and look at your wife or your husband or your children or, I mean, family members, your friends, it is, it is devastating everyone around you. And if you think that it's a secret, when it's not, you're devastating the people around you. It will be exposed. Mm-hmm. It will be exposed. So that would be my... Um, my suggestion and my pl- my plead is to draw a line, go and send no more. Yeah, and I would think that if you're not sure how to do that and there has been a confession and you know that, you know, if there's a relationship, an extramarital relationship, and you need to know how do I end this, mm-hmm. you and your spouse need to talk about it because sure. your spouse needs to be comfortable with how the contact is sure. going to is going to happen and i will say that that is one thing that we were not prepared for mm-hmm. um it, because there was nobody to tell us sure. how that needed to go down never in my mind in those first few days was i ever thinking there's a relationship that she has to end and break up like that right. wasn't and and i that was not handled the way that it should have been handled and mm-hmm. looking back on it so i'm saying as this as the spouse that was betrayed and hurt like you need to be able to have that communication mm-hmm. with each other so that so that you're comfortable with how mm-hmm. it goes down mm-hmm. and there's no question yes it was ended because this is how this is how it happened right and so to go a little bit further and what you were talking about the other s is to sever mm-hmm. and that's just basically like you know you can you know cut off the source cut off the head of the snake, mm-hmm. amputate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got, if there's some, if there's something in your body that is going to destroy your entire body, if mm-hmm. it stays there, you cut it off. That's right. And there's even a scripture in Matthew, Matthew five thirty says, and if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off mm-hmm. and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your boat, your whole body to go to hell. So it says, cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. If it's causing you to sin, Cut it off. Yeah. It doesn't say, you know, be gentle with it. Cut it off. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that, and I just think that, I mean, the first step of that is how, how to sever the extramarital relationship. That is, I mean, there is no other way to say this except zero contact. Zero. Zero contact, Mm -hmm. block all contact. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's some of, some of you that's going, well, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. You know, well, there's some, there's some tough decisions that Mm -hmm. probably need to be made because the, they're, they're just, it has to be cut off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Well, and, and the reason why we get so much pushback on that is because there are circumstances where it's exceedingly hard. Yeah. You might be working with that person. Right. What? Am I supposed to get a new job? Um, yeah. yeah. Or in a different area. Mm-hmm. Or you cannot work with the person. That yeah. You... Let's 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 come back to that okay. in just a second because what I want to go to before I go there, mm-hmm. um, because some of that is hard. I'm not. I'm not. I hope that people aren't hearing me say something flippantly. Sure. I'm saying it because 
we've experienced That's it. That's right. And again, you can point your fingers and say, well, somebody told me to do this, or this is impossible. Again, we have our story. That's right. And, and if what you we want, learned And if you want to story. look at our story and go, okay, well, this, mm-hmm. is, this is how they made it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is how we made That's it. That's right. It was the zero, zero contact and blocking all contact. Mm-hmm. But That's what do you do? Social media and text, all Absolutely. of it. But mm-hmm. what do you do? What happens if the other party, if the other party that's involved will not leave you alone? Because mm-hmm. we've had this come up right. even this week, but mm-hmm. we've had it come up, um, not Several with times. us, but just people yeah. asking right. about that. Right. Um, so what are some things that can be done when the other party doesn't leave, leave the spouse alone? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that it has to be a joint effort um, that, you know, I told that to somebody this week and, and it made them very uncomfortable, but I just feel like even sometimes the other spouse has to get involved, not bullying or leave my wife alone, but just a very firm, That's right. we are working on our, we, we it, are working on our marriage. It's a firm and a mm-hmm. final response. That's right. Um, and do not contact her or us yeah, again. I think, and I think... I think there is a there is a part where if there has been a real break, mm-hmm. then it could be that there just doesn't need to be any engagement at all. Like if the if the other party figures out a way to get in touch and there's been already mm-hmm. a cut, you know, when you start engaging mm-hmm. with somebody, we've talked about this a lot too. Mm-hmm. When you engage with a toddler, you act like a toddler. That's right. And so you have to just you have to be more mature and just say, I'm not even responding. That's right. But if you and your spouse together, which first of all, if there is some sort of communication, you need to tell your spouse, sure. like immediately, mm-hmm. this has happened mm-hmm. because they don't need to find out another way. That's right. That's right. And if the two of you together feel like we need to give a firm and final mm-hmm. response, because that happened to us. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, and I got, I got good, um, godly advice. Mm-hmm about how to handle it. And that's exactly what that's right. what we did. It was mm-hmm. some firm and just, we're working on our marriage. That's right. And leave, we're trying to save our, save that's our right. marriage. Yep. And so, um, so that's where we just feel very, that's very right. strongly about that. And so the, the last thing I want to touch on is these hard, hard decisions. And these are things that you should avoid any places of contact and be willing to make major changes mm-hmm. if that's what it, what sure. calls for. You mentioned work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's, that's that is the, a tough, probably the hardest. That one. is a tough mm-hmm. thing. And, um, but if your spouse is, you know, not comfortable with the work environment and where that took place, then there needs to be some mm-hmm. changes made. Mm-hmm. Um, same with, I mean, it could even be stuff like, your neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, you may need to move. Um, or friend groups. Fr- obviously, you know? friend groups. I mean, like. It could even be starting over in a new location mm-hmm, if that's mm-hmm. what needs and to be done. And we thought that that was going to be what we God did. did for us. We um, had an opportunity um, to move. Somebody inquired about you coming and helping with their soccer. And we were like, this is it. God wants us just to start fresh somewhere else. But that's not what he had for us. He mm-hmm. made it very clear. He wanted us to be um, right here. But for some people, that might be what God calls them to do is just to move away and to a different city and start fresh. Yeah, I think the big thing is, is to be willing to do that for your spouse. Sure. Um, it could be the gym. 
Yes. I mean, you know, just quitting the gym. I want to quit the gym. I want to quit the gym. <laughs> you know, but quitting the gym because, uh, you know, because that person could be there. Sure. Um, it could be, this is a hard one yeah. because we had to do it, but a That's church. Right. Yep. It could be uh, leaving leaving your church to go to another church, yep. um, and but so, so much of that is because I, I think a lot of this is is also due to the fact that there are going to be lots of triggers for the spouse that's mm-hmm. been betrayed. Well, and it's harder to build up trust. Like if you know your spouse is going to the same work environment every day mm-hmm. with the person they had an affair with, it's harder to build right. trust. Or, because the, or the same gym. Sure. Any or the of same those. church. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything. Not just yeah. work. Yeah. Living down the street and, from them, whatever. And, and you know, I, this may not be where you were going with that, but I just feel like I want to say that if God calls you to something different, He's going to bless it yes. if you if you honor him in that. Like we had to move churches and we thought this is going to be the hardest thing ever. But God has blessed that. And right. we, I mean, are thriving where he has us. Right. So you have to trust that if he calls you to somewhere different, he's going to bless that. And it's going to be an amazing thing that honors him. Yeah. Yeah. And just back to the whole trigger thing, you know, there's going to be triggers no matter what. I mean, and it can be anything, you know, the uh, seeing something, smelling something. I mean, anything. Mm -hmm. But if if you know that as the spouse that has betrayed your spouse Mm -hmm. in whatever way, then you eliminate those triggers as best you can. Mm -hmm. And so many of those triggers are places and points of contact Mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, that's like, I mean, you know, I'm thinking of all these other betrayals. I mean, like, how do you sever? Well, you sever pornography by there's no opportunity right. or option to right. look at pornography. Right. Like like you put all of the crazy stuff on your computer mm-hmm. and your phone mm-hmm. so that they blo- it blocks That's everything. Right. It notifies and somebody, your parent, whatever. Your parents, your, um, your spouse knows all of your passwords. Yes, all of your and, passwords. You know, and you're not in a bedroom or in a closed door working right. with a computer. You, you know, it's... Yeah, if it's financial, it's if table. it's a financial thing, <laughs> get rid of your credit That's card, right. cut it up, That's or right. give your credit mm-hmm. card to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you don't have a credit card, mm-hmm. but just cut it up and give it to your. You know, make mm-hmm. sure that your spouse. There's no secrets mm-hmm. there. I mean, Alcohol, I'll just don't have it in the house. That's right. Like even if the other um, spouse can drink responsibly, if your spouse is having. Um, an addiction to to alcohol, yep. don't have it in the house. Yep. Don't take them to a restaurant that has it. Right. You know, you just, and some of these things, Rusty, people are thinking right now that's extreme. Mm-hmm. You have to be extreme. Right, right. The boundaries have to be extreme. And I think the while reason. While trust is being rebuilt. Yes, and that's what we're trying to do here. People are asking us, how do you rebuild trust? Mm -hmm. We're telling you a formula because it's a formula that worked for us. That's right. And it's okay if you, I mean, again, if you don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. then, you know, figure out your path. And, mm-hmm. and we pray that it works for you. Right. We just are trying to tell people that have asked us, how did you rebuild trust? This, this is, is how, how we did this it. This is how we That's did right. it. That's and right. it, nobody can nobody can argue that and nobody can question That's that. Right. You may not like it. Mm-hmm. You may not like what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But we're saying for us, we're almost 11 years past mm-hmm. confession date. Mm-hmm. And where we are, we it's a miracle. Absolutely. And, and it's a miracle that we put a lot of work into mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So yep. 
hey, we we hope. Gosh, there's so much to talk I about. I know. That's we what, may have to take his advice. Uh, Three-part three series. Three-part series. <laughs> no, I think we'll, we will revisit some of this because that's this is just such a small, like I said, mm-hmm. tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. It is literally. So much more. These are just the first couple of things that you can mm-hmm. do like immediately. Some people are out there and they're going, we've already done that. Mm-hmm. We've already done now that what? and we still, we we still have to, trouble. Well, right. yes. And we're going to tell you this doesn't end it. Like Mm-mm. this doesn't make you, oh, well, now now mm-hmm. trust is rebuilt. It is a long process, a process. And there's a lot more to it. And we know, we we remember the things. So we're happy to share those things as well. That's right. Unfortunately, we can't do it in a little 30-minute podcast nope. episode. So, hey, we want to sign off because uh, we want to make sure that we are being very um, sensitive to your time and we thank you for listening please connect with us uh, through our new website or on social media we would love to hear from you we would love to pray for you so let us know how we can do that until next time we will see you next week